Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Luke's English Podcast. How are you? I know that you can't respond to that, but I'm going to ask you anyway, just be- just because it's polite, really. How are you? Oh, that's great. I know that you didn't actually reply, but um, just social convention dictates that I have to respond in a positive way. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, great. It would be, I suppose it's normal to say, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm a bit under the weather. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. Normally, when you say, how are you? The response is just to say, I'm fine, thanks, even if you are having the worst day of your life. It's true, isn't it? All right, how's it going? Oh, fine. Mm, I suppose we sometimes we say things like, oh, it could be worse, or uh, not bad, I suppose, all things considered, that sort of thing. Um, Anyway, welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast, and I'm assuming that you're fine. I mean, I assume that you're fine because you're listening to the podcast, and this is a, a world in which everything is basically okay, isn't it? Isn't it? It should be, anyway. Um, So I'm just assuming that you're already in a good mood just because you're listening to another episode of this this award-winning podcast. I'm not going to go on about the awards much anymore. I'm just blowing my own trumpet. Have I used that phrase before? I think I have. I must have done. In fact, I did. I remember doing it in the Music Idioms episode. Do you remember that from way back in the... uh, uh, the archives of Luke's English Podcast. Some time ago, I did an episode called Music Idioms. I've done a few music-related um, episodes. I did one. 115 was a chat about music with my brother James. Number 70 was one called Language and Music, in which um, I talked to a colleague about some of the similarities between learning language and, and learning music. And number 24, that was the one, Music Idioms. And that included some of the phrases like, it rings a bell, to pull out all the stops, to play it by ear. It's music to my ears, I'm fit as a fiddle, to face the music, to change your tune and to blow your own trumpet. So if you've listened to episode number 24, then you will have identified that idiom that I used at the beginning of this episode. Anyway, this is not another uh, music-related episode. There will be another music-related one coming up fairly soon in your RSS feed. Oh no, but not this one, because this one is the uh, conversation that I had with the uh, Your English Podcast competition winner, whose name is Edgar Hernandez. Now, you'll remember, of course, because I've said it so many times now, that I did this competition, and basically Edgar won. He got more votes than anyone else. He got 100 votes, which is unprecedented, really, isn't it? I don't think anyone has received 100 votes in one of my competitions before. To be honest, I've only done two. But anyway, Edgar got more votes than anyone else, and therefore... He won the competition, and you remember the prize. It was to um, feature in a conversation with me uh, on Luke's English Podcast for half an hour. And so I spoke to Edgar for half an hour. Edgar's from Mexico. I think he was at work when I spoke to him. He was in, like, in the teacher's room or something. The sound is a little bit echoey, um, but it takes a little while to get used to the, the sound conditions um, 
where he was there's like a bit of echo a little bit of reverb in the room and also just like in the previous episodes there's a slightly annoying technical delay which makes it sound like i'm cutting him off a little bit my response is because because of some kind of delay it meant that my responses came a little bit earlier and it sounds like i'm rudely interrupting him of course i wasn't rudely interrupting him because i'm such a polite man i would never do that uh, as I'm sure you know already. Anyway, let's stop rambling. Let's cut to the chase. Let's get straight down to business. And um, I'll now play you the conversation with the uh, uh, competition winning uh, Edgar Hernandez uh, from Mexico, who goes by the name Bono Chimp on Facebook. Um, and uh, we talk about that, amongst other things, in this conversation. And you can now listen to it right here on Luke's English Podcast. Hello, Edgar. Hello again. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I was talking to my inspector. You're, what did he call? You were talking to your inspector. Yes, here at the school we have uh, some several several inspectors that check our class and all. Did that. someone check your class today? Yes. All right. He checked my class. Actually. How did that feel? Oh uh, well, sometimes I feel nervous. Other times I don't. Yes. I mean, it depends on the person who comes. Okay. There are some that I feel more confident, mm. and there are others that I don't know. I don't like them. Okay, but this guy was uh, was okay. No, no, I don't really like. Him. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he, he he has always something. He sees something always wrong in my classes. He's too critical. Ah, he is too critical, but it's okay. It's fine. I know. I always accept the good criticism. Yeah. Well, good, good. What, what, um, what were you teaching today? I was teaching a basic, a, a basic level. Uh, well, in the school I work, uh, there are um, ten levels. Yeah. And after ten levels, we have TEFL and some advanced conversations. But I was teaching level two. That is basic. Speaking about the past. Okay. Like past simple. Speaking about. Yes, simple past. Yeah. The the pronunciation, you know, that is a nightmare. Ed, for the ed endings. Yes, ed endings. Right. Yes. I suppose for like Spanish speakers, that's a bit of a problem. Ah, but it was okay. Actually, they did really well. Ah, good. Good for them. Yes. Maybe they've got a good teacher. <laughs> ah, well, thank you. I hope so. All right. Yes, they have. Yeah. Yes, they they understood when to pronounce t or it or d. Uh, depending on the ending of the verb. So they, they got it? Yes, I think they got it today. Tomorrow they will forget, <laughs> I'm sure about it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Everyone, they, uh, uh, the students <laughs> always forget, like you spend two hours, like, you know, working on something and then everyone forgets it. Yes, actually it was three hours teaching them. Three hours, wow. Okay. Yes, well, it's okay. I like a lot. Okay, that's to do this. Yeah, great, yes. great. So, um, so Edgar, first of all, I should say congratulations. Thank you. Ian. Well done for for actually being the winner of this magnificent and prestigious competition. Actually, yes, it is. Oh yeah, really? I mean, I was be, I yeah. was being a little bit ironic, but um, no, no, no. It is. It is. Come on, thousands of people listen to your podcast all over the world. Yeah. So I think it's 
Isn't yeah, it's true, isn't it? I mean, f- when I first started doing the podcast, I would always, whenever I talked about the podcast, I would have to do it in <laughs> ironic terms. You know, I would say, this is the greatest podcast on the internet. And I would say that knowing that I only had a few thousand listeners and I was being ironic. But now, in fact, the, the podcast is pretty big. So um, when, I, when I say this is, you know, an, a landmark moment in, in pro- podcasting history, maybe it's kind of partially true now it's actually coming true yes unbelievable so how does it how does it feel um edgar first of all to to have won this this prestigious prize uh well actually i couldn't believe it at the beginning yes because i hesitated a lot to to send my recording yeah i don't know why i sent it at the last moment yeah but yes but then I was encouraged by a friend to do it, and I did it. Okay. And it was okay. Then I, I asked my students to to please listen to the podcast, and then if they like, yeah. they could vote for me or any other they like. Yes. Yes. yes okay. But well, they voted for me. Some of them. Yes. Okay, that's. And it was great. And now, well, when I listened that I was a winner, I felt I don't know, really, really happy because. Uh, well, it's not only my name, but also Mexico, and that sounds nice. Yeah, you mean Edgar from Mexico? Yeah. I mean, they're sort of voting for, Mexi- yeah, voting for Mexico as well as for you. Yeah, and as you said, that you, that you would like to come to Mexico and visit, well, I think it's nice for you oh, to... Oh, yeah, I'd love to visit. Hey, we can talk about Mexico. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I went to Indonesia this year, but we were planning... Ah, yes, I heard We, we were planning mm-hmm. to, to go to Mexico as well, but um, we just, in the end, we decided to go to Indonesia, but Mexico is definitely one of the places that we'd like to visit, for sure. Well, what do you What do you recommend if I do go to Mexico? What's, like, one thing that I must do? Uh, the thing you must do is to visit uh, the archaeological site Teotihuacan for sure yes if you come to Mexico and you don't visit that place it's as if you were not here yeah, that's what ch- or you wouldn't come yes. Chichuacan is that what it's called uh, what, what's it called what did you call it Teotihuacan I don't know how to pronounce it can you say it again yes you know it is Teo 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 Teotihuacan. Yes, that is the archaeological site you have to visit if you come to Mexico. Teotihuacan, okay. Yes, it's very near Mexico City. Yeah. Very, very near. What, what yes. can I see if I go there? Oh, well, you can see two, uh, well, especially one big, big pyramid. Yeah. It is called the Sun Pyramid. Mm. And it's enormous. It is a really huge pyramid. And then there is another one that is called the Moon Pyramid. The, uh, that is a smaller, but well, it is nice as well. And many other, uh, like a little temples yeah. that you can visit there. Just that archaeological site is quite big. You can see many things. You can eat, wow, delicious food. Yes, traditional Mexican food. Fantastic, there. fantastic, lovely. What, um, what happened at these sites? Because I've heard about them before. I mean, my brother went to Mexico and he saw these these places and told me about them. What actually used to happen at these sites? I think it's fascinating. It was like a commercial place. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a commercial place uh, among other cities. Hmm. Well, ancient cities here in Mexico. How many years? There was another. Uh-huh. Sorry. Sorry, there was another called Tenochtitlan in Mexico City. That is the origin of Mexico City. And then 
that was a huge uh, ancient city and uh, it, how can I say, they transported uh, goods from the Gulf of Mexico mm -hmm. to the center and one of the places that they passed by, it was Teotihuacan, so it was a commercial a commercial place, an ancient commercial right. place here in Mexico. How many mm -hmm. how many years ago was it built? Um, we're talking about like about one thousand years ago. Yeah! Wow! Wow! It's really old. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Yes. Okay. So there's the there's the archaeological sites, uh, but also I think mm -hmm. you've got like great beaches as well, haven't you? In in Mexico. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. Cancun. Yeah. Cancun is in the south of Mexico. Mm -hmm. Cancun is. Beautiful. It's a, a great place, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's the Caribbean, so yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's yes. like Cancun. It's just like the Caribbean. Yes. Yeah, it's like the Caribbean. Right. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, one day. Yes, it's quite. Nice. One day, I'm going to make it there, Edgar. I'll I'll, I'll be there. Yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. How does it feel, Edgar, to be on Luke's English podcast? Well, as I said before, I am very nervous to be on your podcast and. I don't know, it's like talking to you is a dream that came true. Yeah. Wow. Yes, because as I told you before, I am a great fan of yours. And I don't know, I always, every morning listen to your podcast and now being part of it, actively participating on your podcast, well, it's, it's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, it's, yeah, it's actually happening. So it's it's not really a dream, you know. It just makes you realise that I, I I'm a real person, and here I am, you know, on, the, <laughs> yes. on the other end of a Skype call, and you know, actually here. Um, okay, well, yeah. So you feel a bit nervous? Yes, but not a bit, a lot. But I'm trying to to calm down, to relax. Yeah. Do you ever feel nervous as a teacher? Of course, when I first uh, gave my classes. Mm. Yeah, I felt nervous, of course, because I uh, I didn't know if I was uh, well prepared to teach. Right. But then, anyway, on the way you learned how to teach different classes, different groups, different people. Yeah. But yes, of course, the first class was was difficult. Okay. But well, not impossible, but difficult. Then I think the experience make it easier. But never feel. Complacent, you say? Complacent, yeah, like you should that. never get complacent. Yeah, you never get complacent about classes. You have always to prepare them yeah. to review what uh, you're going to teach and then, well, do it the best you can. Yeah, absolutely, yes. How long have you been teaching now, Edgar? Well, in this school, I have been teaching for three years. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. But when I was studying my career, mm -hmm. I learned English in another institute that is called Thinking English. Mm. Yes, and they taught me British English, and then there I was learning for about eight months. Then I quit because I had to to enter the university. Mm. But then I came back, and I was studying for I don't know five months more. And then the director of that school asked me to be to be his teacher. And then I said, Why? Yes, why not? I think it's a a great opportunity for me to improve my English and to teach others yeah. what I know. The director. And I accepted the... Uh, sorry. sorry, the director asked you to, to be his teacher. The, yes. The, sorry, the director of um, which company? It is Thinking English. Right. The Institute. Okay. But yes. Thinking English was a, is a school, isn't it, for, for learning English? Yes, it is a school in which they learn British English. Actually. I see, okay. Yes. And you were a student there or a teacher there? 
I was a student and then a teacher. Okay, so you like graduated all the way from being a student all the way up to being a teacher in the yes, same place. And actually he, yes, in the same place, and he gave me a very good training to be a teacher. I see, I see. Right, well, that's great, yeah. fantastic. He, yes, he, that man told me a lot of things about British culture and English. Is he British then? Both things. And no, he's not British, but he he studied at the British Embassy here in Mexico, and he was uh, well in touch with many British people. And well, he actually has a very nice accent. Right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So. And then, well, sorry, I quit. Uh, I had to to follow to continue with my my studies there at the university, so I had to quit. Um, being a teacher there, but then I finished my career and now I'm here teaching English. Okay. Yes. All right. What, so what do you think about teaching English? What are the best and, and worst things about it? Because, you know, there's always two sides to, to a coin. Um, so th there are good things about it, but well, tell me the good things and the not so good things in your opinion. Okay. Yeah. Well, the good things is that you can get a lot of things out of being a teacher because you meet a lot of people and you know how to where you have to learn how to, to interact with people. Uh, well, actually, I think it's great being a teacher because you can, you can transmit knowledge to people. You can share what you know to them and leave them something good from you. Yeah. And they can always remember you because you, you were a good teacher. Mm. So that is what I want, that people remember me as a good teacher. Nice. Something not only teaching them English, but also life lessons. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So that, I think that is a, the good part of being a teacher. Right. Okay. That you leave a good message on them. Right. So leaving a good impression on their students. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, what about the the other side of the the coin? The other side. Well, this morning I was listening to your podcast, teacher uh, teaching nightmares, oh, yeah. and some of your experience are some of my experience mm. so sometimes uh, you feel frustrated when they cannot understand you because you you do it in all the ways possible so they can understand you but it, it sometimes it seems impossible for them to understand you and you feel frustrated as a teacher because that's your job to to teach them and when you cannot do it well in my case I feel frustrated and I say what's going on am, am I doing something wrong or or is there something wrong with them? I don't know. Yeah. That is the moment when I, being a teacher is not that cool. Yeah. But when I think that is part of, of being a teacher, that you can encounter these situations. Yeah, that's right. But you have to know how to face them or how to handle them. Mm. But then eventually you know that they, they learn and they progress and they improve their English and you feel satisfied with what you're doing. Yeah. That's right. There might be challenging times, but you have to sort of stay patient and believe in yourself. And ultimately, yes, of course. Um, ultimately, if you just keep pushing, then it pays off in the end. Um, yes, but exactly. I know what you mean when you're mm. when you're teaching a class and um, suddenly you realise that there's a huge wall between you and the students in terms of what you're actually able to communicate to them, and it suddenly requires a lot of energy and effort to like grade your English to the point where you can actually achieve something. Uh, people always ask me, how do you teach English to people when you don't speak their language? You know, like when I was living in Japan or now living in France, people say to me, so do you speak Japanese then? 
then or do you speak French and I explain that no we do it all in English and people are sort of like how do you do that how is that possible and um you know what it involves is managing to kind of grade yourself to the point where people can actually understand what you're doing but that can require like massive amounts of stress and and concentration to like break through that barrier of of uh, miscommunication so it can be very um, energy sapping being an english teacher oh, yes sure but I, but I think i think it's more challenging for you because you deal with people from all over the world and here well i'm just teaching mexican people mm. So it's not that like a really different culture or something like that. So I think it's a little bit easier, but then anyway, sometimes it's that hard to teach. Yeah, I guess for you, you know, being a Mexican, talking to Mexican people, you don't have that difficult, Mm -hmm. that cultural gap. But, uh, you know, I've had situations where, like, not only do the people not know the words I'm using, but they've got no idea, like, which part of the galaxy I'm coming from either. You know, they're just like, not only do... Like, what... what, They don't even know what I am. They're like, what are you? Who are you? What what on earth are you thinking? I've had that situation before where just completely... Is it difficult... Sorry, it is difficult because sometimes they want to translate the things exactly as they say in Spanish, and then obviously they you cannot do it that way yeah. to English. So, but because they are Mexican, I can understand what they're trying to say and then to correct them. Mm. Now you've like your story of um, working your way up through all the levels of this uh, language school to the point where you actually became employed as a teacher. That's an incredible sort of success success story in learning English. So you must yeah. have, and as a teacher now, you must have some insight or some ideas regarding good ways of improving your English. What's your secret? What works for you, Edgar? Well, what actually works for me is self-initiative. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, way. initiative, like self-initiative. Yes. yes, self-initiative. That you really want to learn English. Uh, so since I, since I really wanted to, to learn English, then... I started to find information on on internet, nor also schools. A school teaches you well, but you have to to do your part as a student. Yeah. Not only not to leave all the the, the, the work for the teacher, yeah. you have to to do your part as well. Yeah. And then, well, I decided to to listen to podcasts, and then I came across your podcast, and it was great because I have learned a lot of things listening to your podcast. And actually, when I took the TEFL, it was kind of difficult for me because I was not that familiarized with the with the grammar, with the American grammar. It's a little bit different from British grammar. Right. So, right. but well, then I did it okay, but but I think that my secret to, to improve my English is that to always invest a little bit of time in English. Hmm. To study, to, to read, to listen. So I don't know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, always, I think it's necessary to, to improve your English. And the best way for me is listening to podcasts, as I said before. Yeah. Because, well, it's, you listen to real people talking in real English, as it is spoken by a native person, yeah. as you. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. It's like such a direct way of actually getting in touch with uh, English in an authentic way. It's it's fascinating, really. You know, when, when I first started doing the podcast, I always thought it was just an experiment. So I thought, yeah, here's a thing that people, you know, could engage with. I never really knew how popular it would become but it's it's got to the point where this could be a totally new platform like a revolutionary new way of of uh, connecting with english to the point where pe- people can just do it from their own home they can um, they don't necessarily have to travel all the way to the uk in order to to meet native english speakers and learn from them directly they can just sort of replace that experience with um, with luke's english podcast i think that's probably the, the best yeah, way sure. of doing it. And, and you've been doing great, really. Thank you for your You're job. welcome. For your work. You're very welcome. Yes. Yeah. Now, now you. Edgar, you're on Facebook. You follow Luke's English Podcast on Facebook. And yes, every day. Every now and then I see you liking posts or commenting on posts. But your, um, your yes. username on Facebook is not Edgar Hernandez. And I didn't realize that it was you. Because um, your username on Facebook is actually Bono Chimp. Yes, it's Bono Now, I was wondering uh, if you could explain the the reason that why you use the username Bono Chimp instead of your real name. Yes, sure. Yes, well, I use Bono Chimp because I am fascinated by monkeys. Yes, I love great apes. Yeah? Yes. Monkeys. Actually, when I was I was studying my career, I am a veterinarian. I'm not an English teacher as a profession. Uh, so. Uh, when I studied them, I got fascinated by them, and then I decided, I don't know, to to change my name on Facebook by Bono Chimp, and Bono is from Bonobo, it's like a, a short part. Oh, bon- Bonobo. Bon- Bonobo is like a... Sorry? Bonobo, like a type of monkey, a type of, uh, yes, type of ape. like a chimpanzee. Yes, it's like a chimpanzee. Right. A Bonobo. So the short name is Bono, and the chimpanzee, chim, the chimpanzee. See, I see. So, and then I decided to... To join them, and it's Bono Chimp. Uh, probably it's a little bit ridiculous, but it says uh, uh, a lot uh, of me. Okay, because it just yes. it, it shows that you love uh, chimpanzees and apes and monkeys and things. Yes, actually. What is it about what yes. is it about apes that uh, appeals to you so much? They think that they are really intelligent and actually they act as people. That's what fascinated fascinated me because uh, there is a monkey, there is a bonobo called Kanzi, and he can actually speak to scientists using a keyboard and some images and creating some simple sentences of English. Really? So, uh, and then when I realized about it and, and I read that uh, information, when I said, come on, wow, this is, this is amazing, this is impressive. Yeah. And sometimes it's scary, I think, too, because, I don't know, that movie of the Planet of Apes is not really, how can I say, it's not really... It's not really um, fiction. Fiction, yes. Uh, It has something true there. Yeah, it's not... They can actually... uh It's it's, um, it's not total fantasy. Um, Edgar, there's a little bit of noise in the background there. Um, is ah, yeah, sorry. It was uh, my inspector that entered the office. Oh, I see, I, I see. But then he, 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 he has left. I, th- I thought that maybe you were doing what my brother does. I thought you were fiddling and fidgeting around like my brother James. No, no, actually, no. Not you know, that. whenever I... But yes, 
Yes, with a pen, but not making noise. Okay, all right. Because, you know, whenever I have my brother on the podcast, he's always fiddling and, you know, fiddling with things and it makes a lot of noise. But no, you weren't doing that. It was your inspector. Let's just blame it on the inspector, shall we, Edgar? It's, it was his fault. <laughs> yes, sorry. Yeah. sorry. So we were talking about the film Planet of the Apes, which is a sort of a fantasy story about um, super intelligent monkeys. Um, yes, but it's not that really fantasy. Really, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, that's why... I feel, I don't know, appealed to to apes and to study them. Okay, that's why apes appeal to you. Because of this sort of latent uh, intelligence that they all seem to have. And they've got so much potential. It's almost like, you know, we're really quite similar to them. In fact, I heard just the other day a scientist called um, Neil deGrasse Tyson who you might know about, he was talking about the intelligence of uh, chimpanzees. And apparently we share something like 99% of our DNA with chimpanzees, right? Yes, it is. So, like, you know, we, 99% of our DNA is identical, uh, but, but just, you know, that 1% difference... Makes it yeah, that's enough to like you know show the difference between chimpanzees that we've created technology and we've gone to the moon and we've invented the internet and all this sort of stuff. So it, what's fascinating about that is just one percent difference is is a huge difference, really. Can you imagine if if we came across um, intelligent life from another planet which had two percent difference to us? Can you imagine what would be the what's what um, represents a 2% difference in intelligence from us? You know, if, if, if yes. chimpanzees and us, it's 1% and all of the technology and all the things that we're capable of is just 1%. What mm-hmm. about 10% difference? It's, it, it's mind boggling, isn't it? What um, the yeah. potential could be of like, you know, people with people or life forms with a 10% uh, difference in intelligence to us, they could be capable of incredible things like sort of space travel yeah. or time travel or anything. It's really, yeah, it's yes. really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In fact, actually they can, well, they have, they can create technology, but well, not that sophisticated at all. They really, they use some kinds of technology, do they? Yeah, actually, they can, uh, they can create tools and teach how to make that tools to their, to their springs. Right. And, yes, it's amazing. And they can, they, actually, they have cultures between groups. Mm. They have different cultures. They communicate, they communicate between groups and they can teach their their children with I can say children I, I suppose their, so. their offspring yes offsprings yes yeah. so they can transmit that culture they have and it's different from other groups yeah even though they are the same yes but they have different cultures different customs and the way they behave it's very similar to humans actually babies baby monkeys and baby chimpanzees especially baby chimpanzees and baby humans have the same IQ to two years old. Yeah, really. So basically, like yes. two-year-old child is like the same level as a as a baby chimpanzee. Yeah. Yes. 
It just shows that some animals are in, are clearly more intelligent because they use tools, you know, like uh, monkeys use tools. And I believe that dolphins are also capable of manipulating objects for different purposes. Like they, they play around with objects that they find in the water, don't they, dolphins? Um, they sort of play games with them. You can see, like, for example, a, if a dolphin finds a plastic bag in the water, they kind of hold onto it with their flipper and they pass it around between each other and sort of play games with it. It's really, really fascinating mm -hmm. to see evidence of intelligent, intelligence in animals. It's, it's very interesting. I'm sure that there is loads of stuff that we don't know that, you know, that we're going to discover about sort of I I intelligence in animals. And even if that intelligence is evolving, we might see some sen some yes. some sign of uh, development in, in different species. I think their brains have bigger than ours. Than ours. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, uh, the brains of apes than or the ours. brains of dolphins? No, the brains of dolphins are bigger than right. ours. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the dolphins are more intelligent than us, and they've just worked out. Probably. Yeah, maybe they've just worked out that, that you know, if you look at the life of a dolphin, it's pretty, it's pretty good. You know, they just spend their time, you know, swimming around in the sea, um, and they they're quite happy, you know, and they've got the access to food. I mean, they've got a great life. The dolphins. Yes, they don't have anything to worry about. They don't have the predators. Uh huh. Yeah. No, they don't have so. And they certainly haven't uh, invented things like nuclear weapons. I mean, we might think that we're we might think that we're very clever that we've developed like you know all these weapons and things, but really they might be responsible for destroying life on Earth in the end. And that's not a very clever thing to do, is it? Yes. Yes. Okay. And when you know that now, the the people of the world is blaming monkeys for the Ebola virus. They're blaming it on monkeys, Ebola. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, but actually, well, yes, of course, they probably transmitted the virus, but it was not their fault. It is the fault of poachers and the illegal traffic of them. Right, right, okay. I see. Yeah. Even politics extends into the, into the world of monkeys. They've, there's some sort of monkey politics there. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Yeah. So, so yes. you used to be a vet. Is that right? Yes, okay. I used to be a vet. Okay. Interesting. And no, you stopped being a vet in order to become an English teacher. Very good yes. choice. I am dedicated completely to being an English teacher. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I love yeah, it. Great. Well, but I love animals too. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, if you need to, to teach English to animals, but if, if that ever... If anyone, if, if anyone out there is looking for an English teacher for, for monkeys, then you're the man for the job, I, I would imagine. Well, yeah. Okay. Edgar, yes. it's been great to speak to you. Congratulations again on uh, winning the competition. Um, okay, yes, thanks to you for giving us this opportunity. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to say before uh, we finish the interview? Um, anything else I would like to say? Well, but I want to say to, to the people of the world, of those students that are trying to learn English, that never stop doing it, and uh, well, that they always listen to your podcast and make an effort to to be always the best on anything they do. If they want to learn English, English, sorry, they they have to be the best on, on it. Right. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for the words of encouragement. I'm sure my listeners will appreciate it. Yeah. And thanks to you again for being that such a great person. Oh, oh you're welcome. You're welcome, of course. Yeah. Uh, 
actually yes really really wow honestly yes it's very touching thank you okay well have a great uh, have a great afternoon okay Oh, and you too. and uh, you. keep listening to the podcast, and uh, I'll, I'll, of course I will I'll see you on Facebook. I expect. Yes, sure. I will. I will be looking forward to you to this podcast. Actually, yeah. Well, I'll upload it as soon as I can, and then you'll be able to enjoy it. How, how would you call it? Uh, what this one? I think I'm going to call it um, Yep uh, Competition Winner Edgar Hernandez. I think I'm going to call it that. Okay, I'm not sure when it's going to be uploaded because I've got all sorts of stuff ahead of me, but it's um, it's on the list of uh, episodes to upload. So it'll be available in your RSS feed at some point very soon, I expect. All right. Okay. That's cool. All right then. Okay. Well, uh, it's time yeah. time to say goodbye now. It's been a very nice talking to you, and uh, just you know, have a great have a great day. You too. Thank okay. you. Luke. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was my chat with Edgar. I hope that you managed to follow that and that you weren't put off by things like the sound quality and that weird technical issue that I mentioned before. Uh, But it was very nice to be able to speak to Edgar and to listen to him talking about his teaching experiences and uh, just the other things that came up. And certainly Mexico sounds like a fantastic place. I know that I've got lots of listeners in Mexico. And one of these days, I'm going to get myself over there and enjoy... Uh, visiting the place. Um, it's, I'm sure it's a very interesting and ex- inspiring place to be. Thanks again, ladies and gents, for voting for your favourites in the Your English Podcast competition. That's it for now For in terms of competition stuff. Um, we've gone through the whole cycle from me launching the competition, you sending your recordings in, uh, then being featured on episodes, and then finally the voting, and then the winners being interviewed and broadcast on Luke's English Podcast. It's been a long process. It's taken quite a long time. It started in August, and here we are now in November. Um, so it takes quite a long time to do these things. Um, I would like to do another competition again in the future, but I'm not sure exactly when. But one day, I'm sure that I will feel that the time is right to do it again. And so, you know, think about it in the back of your mind. If I do another competition, just think about some of the things that you might like to say or do in your recordings. But for now, for the time being, it's going to be business as usual for Luke's English Podcast. And in fact, I have a number of episodes to upload um, in the near future, so you'll be able to enjoy more content coming in your direction very soon. Okay? Uh, Don't forget to visit teacherluke.co.uk. Join the mailing list so you get an update every time I post something on the website. Sometimes that's uh, an audio episode, sometimes it's something else, some extra content. So go to teacherluke.co.uk, join the mailing list there. Don't forget, of course, that I'm on Facebook. If you're a Facebook user, just search for Luke's English Podcast and you'll find my Facebook page. And every now and then I, well, pretty much, pretty regularly, almost every day, I put um, something on the Facebook page Um, like a little cartoon or a picture or a joke or a video. I share something with you. I might ask you a question on on Facebook. Uh, And I'm on Twitter, of course, at English Podcast. And you can follow me there. Um, I think that's it, though. All right. Um, Good. Thanks again for listening to the episode. And uh, it's business as usual now. Back to normal for Luke's English Podcast. And more episodes will be uh, moving in your direction very soon. But for now. It's goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye
Thanks again for listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.